It is Unleashed, Barry, Sports Talk with me, John Lund from Canberra Radio in San Francisco. A full Raiders 49ers preview from Allegiant Stadium. I'll be there with a special guest, and that special guest is here tonight. Let's get going with the preview. Let's go. Locked On Podcast Network presents John Lund Unleashed with longtime Bay Area sports personality John Lund of Papa and Lund on KNBR 680. Steph Curry is the biggest innovator in the history of the NBA. Not Jordan. The dunk was cool before. John's on the loose, talking the hottest topics in Bay Area sports every weekday. You can't have a baseball museum without the single season and all-time home run champ Barry Bonds. Yep, he cheated. Two things. Tell me unequivocally who didn't, and if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And if you're looking for someone who tells it like it is... Christian McCaffrey, are you kidding me? Once Kyle Shanahan figures out this toy, the 49ers will win the NFC, and that loud groan you just heard is echoing from L.A. through Green Bay and all the way to Philly. You've come to the right place. It's John Lund Unleashed, and it starts now. Welcome in. It is Unleashed with me, John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco, which you can hear normally outside of the holidays and outside of the froggy voice. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. weekdays, KMBR 680 and KMBR.com. You can listen to the uh, Blowtorch in Northern California. Appreciate you hanging out. Pre half and post game for the uh, 49ers, which, like I said, we are doing on location in Vegas for New Year's Day. And I'll tell you more about that in a minute and the special guest on the show today but uh, thank you for listening please subscribe if you're listening on the podcast that's apple spotify wherever you get your favorite podcast and we drop it each weekday and then on the uh, youtube channel make sure that you hit that subscribe button as well tell all your friends make that a new year's resolution listen more subscribe tell all your friends that is not much to ask for thank you so much for hanging out if you're a first time listener or viewer uh, we'll take the biggest stories in the Bay Area, talk about them every single day. That means or every single weekday. And then we'll throw extra videos and things like that every Wednesday. You and I will have a, a conversation. We'll do a live chat on YouTube every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific. So make sure you tune in for those each Wednesday. And we'll do more of those uh, as warranted throughout the playoffs of the NFL. NBA for the Warriors, big trades, big moves by the Giants, all those kind of things. We'll do those. So anyway, thank you so much for uh, hanging out. Please do participate in the show or the podcast at John Lund radio on Twitter comment section on the YouTube channel, put all those in there and I'll use the best ones on the show for that. What else do we got going on? I guess that's it. Uh, happy new year. Happy holidays. As we uh, sit here, we will be there for the Raiders game before we get into the preview today. Uh, we'll be there for the Raiders game at Allegiant stadium on new year's day. And it's going to be fun because my son's going to join us. If you don't know him, George is a, a broadcast student in Arizona State, which is a great broadcast school, and uh, he'll join us via Zoom today, even though he's in town. I hardly see him because he's hanging out, but he's going to be there. He's a diehard Raiders fan. I'm taking him into the booth to kind of learn how a broadcast works, not from me, but from Greg Papa and Tim Ryan, who'll be doing the play-by-play, so he'll check that out. I'll do the pre-half and the post-game from uh, Allegiant Stadium. We'll have a lot of fun, and then I'm going to send him in the Raiders locker room, so he'll give us a preview in a few minutes. But let's get going. There's some stuff from Kyle Shanahan. You'll hear from his uh, latest press conference, as well as a couple other things. We'll give you some numbers, so you are prepared for January 1st with Bloody Marys in hand, or however you're going to handle this thing at Allegiant Stadium. Let's get going. Raiders, Niners, used to be a big deal in the Bay Area. Now it's in Vegas, so it's lost, obviously, a lot of luster, but it is still here for today's leadoff spot. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? 
I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right, the listening comes, and as we said, uh, the last time these two teams played, it was a Thursday night, and you had Nick Mullins, and now you have Brock Purdy, and is Brock Purdy more than Nick Mullins? We'll find out in time. But that was a blowout game. That was George Kittle breaking out, making that one-handed catch through the middle. And I remember walking on the field before that game, and it's in Battle of the Bay, and we knew that the Raiders were leaving. And lo and behold, years later, it just does feel different. I And we'll, hear, we'll uh, talk to my son a bit later, like I said, via Zoom. Uh, I came into the Bay Area in 2010 and was doing Raiders and Raiders pregame and, and postgame. And was, uh, so I knew a lot about the Raiders and knew Derek Carr. And, of course, we'll talk to my son more about that. But the big story is Derek Carr is being benched for the last couple of games. And my son will explain it more in a few minutes. But suffice to say that Josh McDaniels, the last game against Pittsburgh, overshot Hunter Renfro. And although it's not his fault, as we all know with quarterbacks, too much credit is given when the team wins. Uh, there is a win-loss record associated with a quarterback that shouldn't be, but it is the way it is. I don't make the rules. And so Jimmy Garoppolo's won a bunch of games, and Derek Carr hasn't. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo in his years with the 49ers has been blessed mainly, or most times, I should say, with Kyle Shanahan as his head coach all the time calling the plays. A really, really good defense most of the time. A running game, everything around him. If you stuck Derek Carr in that same situation with the 49ers, maybe you agree, maybe you don't, at John Lund Radio, uh, I would say that Derek Carr would have a similar success to Jimmy Garoppolo in the win-loss record. He doesn't. He has a horrible win-loss record, one of the worst uh, in recent memory. But the Raiders have blown it as far as draft picks. They've blown it as far as free agent signings. Uh, they've blown it in terms of who they've hired. John Gruden was a disaster start to finish. Mike Mayock was a disaster start to finish. First-round picks. A Henry Ruggs situation. I mean, just go on down the line. It's been a complete mess for the most part since they've gone to Vegas and even their last years in Oakland, which I was covering and sitting and not sitting in that parking lot on a stage as the Raiders were absolutely falling apart. And that was no fun. And then you come over to the organization that's the 49ers and things have just been, you know, I, I understand when I first got over covering the 49ers in 2016, it wasn't all roses, but uh, since they've hired Kyle Shanahan, at least you have, an upside and you see the light and generally speaking, they get better as the season goes on and they have a general idea of what kind of player they want and what kind of team they're going to be. And they tend to get better and better. And if they can avoid injuries, they should have a nice run into the playoffs this year. The Raiders, another disappointing season when there was a lot expected of them in what was supposed to be the best division in football and the Chargers going to the playoffs and the chiefs are going to the playoffs, but uh, the Raiders and the Broncos have been massive disappointments. Broncos more than the Raiders. Uh, in terms of what you care about, which is the rivalry aspect of this, I don't know how you feel. Again, hit me up on the comment section on the YouTube channel and at John Lund Radio uh, on Apple, Spotify, on the uh, podcast. But I, I don't feel anything for this game. I know that I've talked to Greg Papa, whom I do the radio show with Monday through Friday on KMBR. And, of course, he was the voice of the Raiders for 21 years and is now doing the 49ers for a few years. And I talked to him at a Warriors game a few days ago and said, how are you feeling about going back to Oakland, or not Oakland, to do a Raiders game? And that's exactly what he said. It's not Oakland. It's, it's yeah, there's there, there's going to be a sentimental poll, and he's going to look into the booth and see Lincoln Kennedy. And there's a lot of Raiders people still around, a lot that aren't. But a lot of Raiders uh, people that he knew for many years within the organization. And so, yeah, calling a game against the Raiders is going to be weird, but not like it would be in Oakland just doesn't feel the same. That Thursday night game, that last game, that through the years, you know the deal. Uh, they wouldn't play 
really right when I got here. They've had that preseason game down at Candlestick Park, and it was a complete mess, and there was a shooting that was unrelated to the football game. But since that point forward, uh, they didn't play in the preseason, and it, there's just not the venom that there was. Uh, that's just kind of the way that, that everything worked out, and now they're in Vegas, and it just doesn't feel the same. And I would say this, and it'll be interesting because, like I said, I'll be at the game. I think it's going to be a 49ers home game. I don't think it's going to be a Raiders game at all. So, anyway, there's a little bit of things going around the game itself. In terms of the game itself, here's the 22-22 comparison. uh, 2022 comparison, as you can see on your screen if you're watching on the YouTube channel. Raiders at 6-9, 49ers at 11-4. Points per game, 49ers are 8th at 25. The Raiders are at 23.2. They should be much better with the talent that they have with Carr, who they don't have, and Devontae Adams and Waller and Renfro. And I know they've had injuries, but so have the 49ers. And if you look down at rushing yards, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, Josh Jacobs, 1,539. It's ridiculous. So they should be better. Uh, points per game allowed, that's where the big difference is. 15.3, the 49ers are number one in that category, really across the board in a lot of things. Rushing defense, as you can see on your board, 75. Passing defense, 215. 41 sacks, which is seventh. 15 interceptions is four. You look at your counterpart of the Raiders, 23 points per game, and they've drafted and signed a ton of defense over the last number of years. Hasn't done anything. Uh, they're 25th in yards given up. Uh, rushing defense, 15th, and that's where the 49ers are going to try to make their hay against the Raiders on Sunday. And sacks, they're t- they've got 25. That's 30th. Without Max Crosby, who's got 11 and a half they would be completely lost. So if you look at the Raiders, just by a comparison standpoint, it's not really close. And then I'll pop up the official depth chart here, and you can see there Derek Carr is still listed. Jared Stidham is going to be the starter. George give you a full breakdown on that. But at Auburn uh, with the Patriots, nothing uh, exciting. I know he has a connection with Josh McDaniels, which is one of the reasons he's starting this game. But it could could be anybody. I don't care. It could be Plunkett. It could be Mark Wilson. It could be Rich Gannon. It's he's a placeholder for the last couple of games because they don't want Derek Carr to get hurt. And again, when we do the preview from the Raiders side, we'll give you that in a few minutes. Uh, they're exciting players. Again, if you look at offensively, Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro and Jacobs, they should just be much better offensively than they are. Lines okay. Uh, the 49ers should be able to take advantage of it. It's defensively that you look at. You look at the Raiders' defense. Max Crosby is really the only one of their entire starting group that jumps out at you. Uh, the secondary has struggled. They have drafted so many players in that secondary, and it still continues to struggle. They have put so much into the linebacking core in terms of free agent dollars and draft. That hasn't worked out. And really, outside of Max Crosby, they don't have anybody on the defensive line that is currently playing that scares you. So that's essentially what the Raiders have, have done. They've blown a bunch of picks, the Khalil Mack trade. And as you look at that, uh, the... Uh, the depth chart right there. You can see why the that why the 49ers should be uh, heavily favored in this game. And the 49 and the Raiders have essentially given up on the season by benching Derek Carr. And like I said before, it, they've been terrible defensively with Derek. They've been inconsistent with Derek. There's been all sorts of issues uh, with Derek on this team. It's not his fault, but he's the scapegoat of the team and he's going to miss the next couple of games. The only way that the, that the 49ers lose this game in all honesty is if there's a lot of turnovers, they play poorly, a lot of penalties, uh, those kind of things, injuries. Really, the unforeseen is the only way that the 49ers lose this game. And I know early in the season against the Bears, there was some weather-related, and I'm not giving excuses, blown coverages, which that's the only thing really that's been the issue with the 49ers' defense. So if they don't do that, they should be fine. 
uh, in this game. It's really those kind of things. Early in the season, the loss to Denver. Jimmy hadn't thrown a lot in camp, played his worst game of the season. So could that happen to Brock Purdy? Sure. I mean, we haven't had a conversation about Brock Purdy yet. And while you say, okay, he's passed a lot of these tests, he won a game at Seattle. This is not going to be a road game like it was at Seattle. This is going to be 49ers fans dominating Allegiant Stadium. At least that's what I expect. And I'll give you a first-hand account. We'll, we'll send you videos and put it up on the uh, YouTube channel and podcast them there. But uh, this is not going to be a, a road game. But it's another test for Brock Purdy. Uh, I don't think Patrick Graham is a very good defensive coordinator. I'm surprised he's still the defensive coordinator of the Raiders because they've blown a bunch of games. Uh, that's another thing that Raiders fans hang their hat on. Well, we've, you know, we've blown four 17-point leads. Yeah, they have. I don't think they're going to have those kind of leads to blow against this team. Like I said, they're sitting a bunch of guys out. Chandler Jones is not going to play. Um, they've given up on the season after they lost to Pittsburgh. So this should be a game that if the 49ers show up with the right amount of intensity and don't make a bunch of mistakes, they win because the Raiders not only are, are not a very good football team at this point, they've essentially waved the, the uh, white flag. In fact, they haven't essentially done that. They have done that. So that's what's going on. Here is, uh, let me let, let you hear a little bit from Kyle Shanahan. This was just a bit of a preview again. So his team, and I think he's talking to the media here, but he's trying to respect his opponent and he's talking to his team as well. He uh, gives you the positives for the Raiders in his latest press conference. So there's Kyle Shanahan essentially saying what I told you and you know, uh, Max Crosby's nice. Josh Jacobs is nice. It's not that they don't have a few pieces it's just given all the assets that they've accrued over the last few years, especially defensively, and they've put so much into that side of the ball, both in free agency and the draft, and to have it fail so miserably. Their first-round picks, uh, Damon Arnett, uh, Henry Ruggs, John Abram. I mean, just go on down the line. They've just been terrible. Cleveland Farrell's really the only one that's left 99 out of Clemson. He was a horrible pick. He was fourth overall in that same draft. They got Max Crosby in the fourth round out of Eastern Michigan, so they saved themselves a little bit. But they had so many opportunities to really take this team and rebuild it after John Gruden decided he didn't want to pay Khalil Mack $20 million a year. Oh, there's not any defensive linemen are going to make $20 million a year. Well, they do now. Wait till you see Nick Bosa's new contract. And they, they got the assets from the Bears, and they just didn't take advantage of them. And so that's essentially they've dug themselves a massive hole uh, to me uh, – they just, they're a team that is in complete disarray, and I don't feel any nostalgia as far as the Bay Area is concerned as far as the Raiders and the 49ers. So Kyle Shanahan said some nice things about the Raiders. And again, look, I don't think I've done this when we've done one of these previews where I look at a team and just think they're not going to win the football game. The way that they could, as I talked about, is through injuries, through unforeseen, through turnovers, through penalties, all those kind of things. The other thing is a team can play really, really loose in this situation, like, Nobody expects anything out of us. They are not mathematically eliminated as of this recording, but they're pretty darn close, and they know that. And so they're keeping guys out. They're starting Jared Sidham, who should be under constant pressure by, by Nick Bosa. Uh, the other thing is Max Crosby's going against Mike McGlinchey. That's not a great matchup. I don't love that matchup. McGlinchey just hasn't had a good season. He's in his final year. I, don't, I think he's in his final number of games with the 49ers, so he's going up against Max Crosby. So that's going to be an issue. We have to bring somebody over there, I guess. Um, the other thing is George Kittle's really on a run. And so we're going to be talking, you know, obviously we talk about Brock Purdy all the time. I'll be interested. The more games Brock Purdy plays, the more defensive coordinators can hone in on some of the things he doesn't do well. But as long as he's protected, he is getting the ball to the right guys. Kyle Shanahan loves that he makes the right decisions. 
So I don't think that the Raiders are going to challenge him in a way that he hasn't seen. But the thing that's really nice about what has happened in the last couple of games, George Kittle lost two touchdowns in both the last two games, is that he's actually becoming a bigger and bigger part of the offense. And with the safeties and the linebackers, the Raiders, they should abs- he should absolutely make that again. I don't know if he's going to get two touchdowns again, but I think he should have another monster game. And he's starting to gain confidence, and he's healthy, and that's a big part of what's going on with this 49ers offense. And even without Debo Samuel for another week, and you probably have heard this already, they would have had Elijah Mitchell at least start, not, not play in this game, but start his practice window. He was sick a little bit this, this week, and as you can hear my voice, it's, if you're not in the Bay Area, it's going around in the Bay Area a little bit. So that's what's going on as far as that goes. But Elijah Mitchell is going to be on the uh, practice field probably next week. Debo Samuel practice this week. If it was a game that they needed to win, I think that Debo Samuel would probably play. He may get himself, it sounds like, he's going to get himself warmed up against Arizona next week for the playoffs. And as far as the other watching other teams, Minnesota, remember they have those two, the two games left on the road, Green Bay and Minnesota. Hopefully they lose one. The Niners win this game. The 49ers win the finale at home against the Cardinals. And they go into the uh, NFC playoffs. So the two seed behind Philly is the one seed, although the Cowboys uh, obviously won on Thursday night against Tennessee. So they continue to put pressure on the Eagles. Jalen Hurts will not play this week. So there's a quick update and a quick preview of the 49ers. You heard from Kyle Shanahan there, my special guest, my son. Now we're going to leave. This is the best part before I bring him on. Uh, we're going to leave. The plane leaves at 5.35 a.m. on January 1st. He is a nearly 19-year-old boy who's going to be out with his friends on New Year's Eve. And essentially, he's told me that he is going to go straight onto the plane. And I told him, we're leaving the house for Oakland International Airport at 4.45 a.m. with or without him on January 1st because I got to do pregame in Vegas. And it's a direct flight at uh, 10 o'clock. And the, in Allegiant Stadium's right by the airport. You've been to Vegas. You know where it is. So it's real short. It's a quick flight. So it's no big deal. I just told him, look. You're covering the Raiders. You have to be professional. You can't smell like booze. No cheering in the press box. You're going to watch Tim and Greg work a little bit. And then you're going, you're going to go into the Raiders locker room, and I have high expectations. So we'll see how the, how the young boy does, the young man does. We'll, uh, we'll give you updates on podcasts and YouTube shows to come, so stay tuned for that. But anyway, uh, that is the preview. Let's bring on young son, and let's hope that he can be on time and be a professional. Welcome in. It is Unleashed Barrier Sports Talk with me, John Lund from KNBR Radio in San Francisco. I've been off the KNBR show. I can hear in my voice why I will push through with the help of a, a Raiders fan, my young son, and we'll be both be going to Vegas. Yep. This uh, game Sunday. Hey, wait your turn, will you? My God, man. Uh, <laughs> we got a ton going on today. We will give you a full preview, full preview of the Raiders and the 49ers. It is Unleashed Barry, a sports talk with me, John Lund, KMBR Radio. Make sure you are subscribing to the channel, whether it be the podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast, or on the YouTube channel. All you have to do is search Unleashed Barry, sports talk with me, John Lund. We've got a full preview of Raiders and 49ers today. Remember, any feedback on the show, you can hit the comments section right here on the uh, YouTube channel, as well as on the podcast. All you have to do is go to at John Lund Radio. My son, George, who I've had on the podcast before, he is a, a broadcast student at Arizona State, and we are actually going, and this is going to be fun. Chip, now you can chip in here. Uh, we are actually leaving on a flight that will get us to Las Vegas, hopefully with all the things going on with the airline industry right now, at about 5, well, leave at 5.30 from Oakland, get into 
Vegas about 7.30. Well, people will still be up probably from the night before, so we'll get there on January 1st, day of the game. Uh, you will probably, before we get to the preview, you will probably, young son, uh, just be getting in. You're, gonna, you're just going to go straight through on this thing? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a long night, but guess we have to. I mean, if I'm seeing the Raiders play, why not? Okay. You just – here's the thing. You have to be a professional. You have to not reek of booze. I'm taking you into a professional environment on January 1st. Can you handle that? Because there are many people probably that day that cannot handle that. Can you handle that? Can you I can handle it. You can be a professional. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a business professional. I can do it. Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, in uh, in uh, coming podcasts and uh, YouTube broadcasts, we will uh, give you. So that's part of this whole thing is we've got Raiders, we've got Niners. Uh, when I first got to the Bay Area in what 2010, 2011, I worked for a station that carried the Raiders and the A's, and you became a Raiders and A's fan. Uh, I now work for the station and have for years that carries the Niners, the Giants, the Warriors. You have remained loyal. So the Raiders, yep. even though they they left you for Las Vegas, and even though they're benching Dave, uh, Derek Carr for this game, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but you have stayed uh, tried and true with the silver and black. Yeah, it's uh, it's been tough recently, you know, especially cars were off since 2014. It'll, I, I don't, if he goes, it'll be man, it'll be tough to see him go. But hey, I have to stay loyal. I can't, I can't jump ship. Been an A's, been a Raiders fan since, you know, since I got here. I have to stay true to it. Okay, respect. Total, I, I respect that. That's I have no issue with that whatsoever. All right, let's get to the game itself, and let's start with that. We got a Raiders 49ers preview. We will be at Allegiant Stadium. It is my first time, your first time at Allegiant Stadium, so we're excited to see uh, Allegiant Stadium. You are going to be a professional. You're going to probably pull an all-nighter. I know you're going to shower beforehand. By the way, I'm leaving. Just one last note, and then we'll get to this. I am leaving at 4.45 a.m. with or without you, okay? With <laughs> or without you. I'm going to Las Vegas, 4.45 a.m. with or without you, just so you know. So, again, podcasts after this, YouTube shows after this. We'll see if you made it. I think you will. You have been a responsible lad, so we will, uh, we'll see if you make it. All right, uh, the game itself, you mentioned the number one thing and the voice on the minds of the Raiders fans. We'll get both sides of this thing, 49ers and Raiders. But yep. as, a, as a Raiders fan, as long as you can remember, and uh, maybe I'll flash some uh, some highlights of you the last time uh, you were on the field at a Raiders game. Peyton Manning, it was Broncos. You were on the big board. You were – how old were you? Ten. Oh, man. I, yeah, my, it must have been 10. Yeah, 10. Last time Woodson was playing, I think it was the game that uh, Woodson had the pick on uh, Peyton Manning. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, it was many, many years ago. So, uh, Derek Carr gets benched. The reason he's benched is because – you'll, you'll give us the insight into this whole thing – but he's been the quarterback since 2014. Um, ride and die. I remember broadcasting at a Raiders uh, facility when they got Derek Carr in the second round, and it was like, hey, they finally got themselves a quarterback, but they've run this gamut up and down. Defense has been really bad, but just give me your thoughts and give us some numbers and insight into Derek Carr, why he's being benched, why Jarrett Stidham is starting for the Raiders on Sunday. Well, there's a multitude of reasons. A big a big part of it is uh, contract-wise is – Carr's making a lot of money, and I believe they're going down a path where they don't believe Derek Carr is that starting quarterback anymore. He, the, the main reason they feel like they want to bench him now is if, if for any reason Carr were to fail a physical, $40 million of his contract would become guaranteed. Hence, they sit him, not risking any injury, 
And there are a couple outs to his contract where if they trade him before or in a period where it's three days after the Super Bowl, if they trade him in between when the Super Bowl happens in those three days, they can avoid guaranteeing him $40 million of that contract. So him being benched guarantees, A, he doesn't get injured to instantly guarantee that $40 million, and B, so they can they can they want to try someone young and new, but we'll see how Jared does. But they they obviously feel like it's potentially time to move on. Well, I think too, it, it, like it could be Jared Stidham, it could be Ken Stabler, it could be Jim Plunkett, it could be Mark Wilson. I mean, they just they need somebody to go in and play quarterback. Jared Stidham happens to have a little bit of ties with Josh McDaniels, their head coach when they both played for new England. I don't think that anybody thinks that Jared Stidham is a long-term answer. It's just, he's not Derek Carr. And so Derek Carr, as you said, from injury protection, if he comes in and it's a little bit like when Jimmy Garoppolo uh, this year, when the 49ers didn't want to play Jimmy Garoppolo until they absolutely needed him. And he wasn't going to be in camp and he wasn't going to play. And the reason why he wasn't even going to practice was because he had $25 million left on his contract. And if Jimmy Garoppolo had gotten injured when they were trying to either trade him or get rid of him this year in preseason, then they would have had to guarantee that $25 million. As it were, he stays, he restructures his contract. Similar to Derek Carr, Derek Carr gets injured. All of a sudden, that money is guaranteed, and you want to get rid of Derek Carr, at least it looks like. Josh McDaniels up and down, and they want to get rid of Derek Carr. They want to move on. You know, it could be Jimmy Garoppolo. They were speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo. I'd say it could be Tom Brady. I don't even know if Brady's going to play next year. But in terms of this game this Sunday, which is the one we're looking at, Jared Stidham and I've seen Jared Stidham a little bit with the uh, the Patriots. I remember he threw a pick six down a sideline. I remember at Auburn a little bit. I don't know that it's very much about Jared Stidham as much as it is just somebody who's not Derek Carr, so Derek Carr doesn't get hurt. Yeah, uh, Kyle. He was actually asked in the press conference. Kyle Shanahan, uh, a reporter, asked him about Stidham, and to quote him, he said, "I know he's a talented thrower. We've seen him play before, just not at the Senior Bowl. But I think we played him a couple years ago. He can make every throw similar to Carr in that way." but he hasn't been out there a lot. So hopefully we can use them, make him rough for him. Uh, they asked Matt Crosby in the locker room about him too. They said he's a competitor. They said he really competes in the practice field, likes to get out there, show everyone what he's got. Stidham's a guy where you look at him and you say, okay, well, there's not a whole lot there. There's a reason that he didn't last very long in New England. But the one thing they do have going for him is he has a lot of familiarity, GM, coach, assistant, or uh, offense coordinator, all from New England. There are a lot of guys that like, liked Stidham there there was a reason that he got the opportunities that he did in New England they liked him a lot there they saw what he did at Auburn you know eight and five brought him to the SEC uh, championship game they liked him a lot there he uh there was a lot of good things that he did but there was also not so good things that he did one thing that I thought was impressive when I was looking at uh Stidham is uh in college he completed 146 of 178 passes that were thrown within 2.5 seconds of the ball being snapped He's good at getting at the ball quick. He's a, he's obviously there's a lot of issues, but there's things that he does well. You know, he's he's not he's not a super flashy guy, but he's young and he was drafted in the fourth round, so there's still some upside there. I mean, look at Purdy, seventh round pick, last pick of the draft. You never know what you're gonna get. He hasn't. This is his first career start. He's going to be making. So there's a lot to say in how he's not believed to be the best, the worst, but. I'm I'm sure the Raiders want to see what they have. Carr's leading the league in interceptions now, coming off possibly his worst game of the season and pretty much ending the Raiders' playoff hopes, although I know there is a sliver of a chance they can. But it looks like they want to move on from, from Carr, see what Stidham has. Stidham, I don't, he's not going to be the long-term option. 
I, I believe they, they want to move into free agency or see what they have in the draft possibly, but I'm sure they don't think it can get much worse than what Carr's playing at right now. Yeah, look, it, it, just to go back for Derek Carr, I was I was covering the Raiders when Derek Carr came on. You, you couldn't meet a nicer guy. You couldn't be, meet a better guy. It was just strange. And uh, you've been a Raider fan for a long time. You've you've watched these guys through the entire time of, of Derek Carr's career, and it hasn't been his fault. And it's been the, the terrible drafting, the terrible signings. Uh, they've never gotten the defense right. Mike Mayock, John Gruden, it didn't matter who they brought in from a personnel standpoint. It didn't really matter. Jack Del Rio, whatever. They got one playoff berth under Dare, or excuse me, two. Uh, the one where he got hurt, and then they lost against the Texans. Actually, you and I went to a, a local bar to watch that whole thing. And, no, I did not feed him drinks. And uh, they lost that one because they had Connor Cook in there, and Derek got hurt. And, and I really, what, broken fibula or whatever that was. And so he gets yeah. hurt last year, the close game against uh, Cincinnati in the playoffs, and they lose that one. It's been unfair his tenure with them because they've made so many mistakes on the defensive side and not bringing in the right kind of personnel. Uh, but on the other side of things, I thought the game last week and you've got a new coaching staff and I don't think that Josh McDaniel is going to have a lot of time after this year, even though I do know Mark Davis a bit as do you, George, and he doesn't have a ton of money. And so they're not going to mm-hmm. fire Josh McDaniel. They're going to give him a little bit more rope than most coaches would get. Um, if this was a quote-unquote normal franchise, normal ownership, I think that he may be in a similar boat to what Nathaniel Hackett was. And I know Denver's been worse, and, and it's bad because of what Russell Wilson's situation is. But I think that he could be in a similar boat, except for I don't think they can afford to fire him. And so I think that he's looked at Derek Carr over an entire season, and the coach and the quarterback oftentimes get tied together. And because Derek – I mean, the, the throw he made last week, which might be his last as a Raider, the one to overthrow – Hunter Renfro. I mean, the guy was wide open. And even though I don't blame Derek for a lot of this stuff, if you look at them offensively this year with Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs and an offensive lineman, maybe is a little bit better than what people thought. And Hunter Renfro has been in and out of the lineup, but he's been there. And Waller's been in and out of the lineup, but he's been there. This should have been a top two or three offense in the league. And Derek just hasn't been consistent. So I don't blame Derek for the last nine years, but for a guy who's under the microscope with a new coaching staff and a new direction of the team, he needed to make a big time statement with this with this team and have a great season, and he just didn't. I mean, yeah, you touched on it perfectly. I mean, you, you look at last season, you had the whole Gruden fiasco. You lose your coach halfway through the season. You had Henry Ruggs, who did what he did. You lost him halfway through the season. Waller didn't play half the season. I mean, you had all these fiascos last year, and that was still a playoff team. That was a team that was one possession away from being in that game with Cincinnati. It came down to the last play of the game, and Cincinnati ended up going to the Super Bowl. You look at that team and you say, how is that team better than what we have currently? I mean, no Devontae, no Chandler Jones. Half the team was injured last year. I mean, there's always been rumors throughout every single year. As a Raiders fan, it hurts because this is the first year that I've truly been able to go, okay, maybe it is time for Carr to go. But every single year, it's, is Carr the answer? Is Carr not the answer? Carr can't win. I mean, you look at – I'll give you a stat. Most losses by a starting quarterback in their first five or nine NFL seasons since 1950, Derek Carr is second with 79. He, they just haven't been able to win. But then you look at, like you were talking about, the Raiders haven't been able to draft. They haven't been able to put a full team around him. The Raiders' defensive rank since Derek Carr's first season in 2014, points per game, last, yards per play. 30th, sacks, 32nd, interceptions, 32nd. 
You look at their rushing game. Their rushing game hasn't been good since Josh Jacobs got there. And even then, up until this year, he's been a tad underwhelming because they haven't been able to build all that offensive line either. Rushing touchdowns, 31st. Even passing touchdowns and fourth down conversions, 30th and 31st. They just haven't been able to build a full team around him. But then they haven't also been able to replace Carr because Carr, up until this season, hasn't played poorly enough to say, okay, we need to put a new quarterback in there. It's uh, always been, we can fix it up until you can't fix it anymore. And that's the NFL, is that when you get a guy who's even good, you have to end up paying him. That's that's the situation that the Raiders find themselves in. And I, again, I was covering the Raiders before Derek got there, and they just, we know if anybody's uh, watching or listening that, that follows the Raiders at all, and even if you're a Niners fan, you saw, you looked across the bay. I mean, it was just a, a circus of bad quarterbacks, bad quarterback after bad quarterback after Rich Gannon left down. And they just weren't able to fix it. And so De- Derek gave them some sense of credibility at the position, but it's not Derek's fault. So let's establish first and foremost, the big storyline as far as the Raiders go, uh, it is an unleashed Bay Area Sports Talk with me, John Lund from KMBR Radio, my son George, who's a Raiders fan growing up. He's a uh, broadcast student in Arizona State, and we're going down to the game on January 1st, Vegas, and uh, he's going to be a professional, not a cheerleader for the Raiders, but a professional as we get ready for the Raiders and the 49ers. All right, so the other big storylines are the 49ers are still going for that number two seed. Minnesota uh, has got Green Bay this week, and they had Green Bay and Chicago is their last two games. They lose one, and the 49ers beat the Cardinals, beat the Raiders, and they'll have the number two seed. So they go through the playoffs, and the only place they play on the road would be Philadelphia if the Philadelphia Eagles and, and the San Francisco 49ers make it that far. So uh, you've seen Brock Purdy. You've been watching him. You've been home from school. You've seen this whole thing. And it's got to make you kind of upset as a Raiders fan because it's gone from Trey Lance to Jimmy Garoppolo to, to Brock Purdy. And the Raiders can't even find one of these guys. The 49ers have three. So to me, it's I, I think that the 49ers defense is going to completely stop the Raiders offense because what are they going to try to do, especially with the young quarterback? They're going to try to run the ball with Josh Jacobs. The 49ers have stopped everybody running the football. They're number one against the run in the entire league. And they're going to try to put it on the shoulders of Jared Stidham to win the football game. So we'll get to Purdy and we'll get to the offense. We'll get to the quarterbacks for the 49ers. We'll get to Brock Purdy as the 49ers uh, quarterback. But defensively, I'm going to throw it back to you with the Raiders offense. Yeah, they Renfro is around and Waller is back. And Stidham's got these guys and a decent offensive line, maybe performing better than we thought it would. But how are the Raiders going to score points if the 49ers shut down the run game and they've basically shut down everybody's run game? It's tough. The Raiders have to keep it simple. That's that's what it is. Like I said, in in Auburn, he he completed eighty two percent of his passes when he threw it two point five seconds or earlier. So the Raiders. Well, really- what that tells you, right, is that's a quick game. So in other words, get the and that's what Brock Purdy's been doing with the Forty ers Get the ball out of your hands. Get it to Devontae. Smoke screens, quick stuff. Screen to Jacobs. Uh, quick, quick stuff to Waller. Whatever the case may be. What there's what you're saying there is. Auburn saw that this guy could make quick decisions, get the ball to the right people, get it to playmakers and make plays. And that's really been what the 49ers have done, right? They get it to McCaffrey. They get it to Kittle. Uh, Debo's not going to play in this game. Ayuk, you get it to your playmakers and let them make plays, get the ball out of your hand, which again, that slows down a guy like Nick Bosa, who's, who's uh, looking for the, at least the 49ers sack record. He's got 17 and a half, 19 and a half. Alden Smith is the all time record. So that's the deal, right? Stidham's trying to get the rid of the ball quickly that's kind of his strength. Yeah, because you want to be able to run the ball. The Raiders want to be able to run the ball. Jacobs, when Jacobs does well, the Raiders do well. It's all part of their game. But you look at the, the Niners rushing. I mean, 
opponents only rush the ball 37% of the time, which is second in the league. Opponents do not want to run the ball against the Niners. When you look at opponent ru- yards per rush, 3.3, that's number one in the league. Opponent rushes per game, 22.5, that's number one in the league. Opponent rushing yards per game, 75, that's number one in the league. Opponent rushing touchdowns per game is 0.6, that's sixth in the league. The Niners stop the run, and they stop it efficiently, and they don't let people run the ball. That's why when you look at the Niners passing, opponents pass the ball 62% of the time, which is 31st in the league. Not because they have a terrible pass defense, but they can't run the ball against them. So why would you? So you go and pass the ball. So that's why the Niners have a they, – they don't defend the pass as well because opponents pass the ball so much. Well, so the, if the, is, the issue becomes this too. In Washington, I, 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 it was beyond me what Washington was trying to do. They had Brian Robinson, who's a nice back in the week prior, had had a really nice game. And so against the Niners, they're just trying to pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it. And I, I get it. You're trying to establish a run game. And at some point, what teams have found against the 49ers is it's just not happening. Now, you don't want to be one-dimensional, especially with Nick Bosa coming at you. And he's gonna, he'll flip either side. And you've got to try to establish a run game. I totally understand that. But if it's not working like it wasn't with Washington and they actually had Jahan Dotson, they had a couple of guys. There was uh, Tavarius Ward was injured during that game. Uh, uh, Amador Lenore really is the weak link. And even though Talanoa Hafunga is going to go to the pro bowl, he's a nice player. He can be baited. He can be beat deep. If there's one knock against this 49ers defense is that they give up big plays. Well, if I'm the Raiders, to me, it's Devontae Adams, and I'm lining him up against Diamondor Lenore as much as I can. Now, maybe Shavarius Ward will move over and mirror Devontae. That'll be an interesting thing to watch in this game. But if they're not going to do that, which I would, if they're not going to do that, then I'm, put, then I'm making Devontae Adams the guy. I'll try to establish the run because, as you said, Josh Jacobs is my guy, but there's other ways to get him the ball and get him involved. Screens, quick hitters. That's what they have to do to keep the rush off him. If they're not going to be able to run the ball, and as you pointed out, Jared Stidham in college was very effective when he wasn't holding the ball a long time. He's not going to scramble around. He's not going to make backyard plays, get rid of the ball quickly to guys, and even Jacobs in that realm, because if Jacobs can't run it, then find other ways to get him out in space to try to make plays. That's what they'll try to do. Exactly. I mean, this is a really good team. I mean, you look at them realistically, this is a team that should be about 14-1, and one, right? They, they lost to Chicago, Denver, and Atlanta. Those aren't good teams. You play them now, the Niners probably blow them up by 40. The one team that they did lose to significantly was the Chiefs. So you give them that. But this is a team that's won eight straight. They're coming in in these next two games against Vegas and Arizona. I would think that you want to say with Purdy, let's get him as much experience as possible because he's about to go to the playoffs the first time and be the starting quarterback for that team. When he got drafted last in the draft, he probably thought he was a practice guy squad for the entire year. So you want to keep him there. You want to you want to build him up and you want to get a lot going and you want to see if he's good because you look at a guy like, for example, the last time the Raiders played the Niners, 2018, who was the quarterback? Nick Mullins. Yeah. You remember Nick Mullins, his first 16 games, he had the second most passing yards by a quarterback of all time. So you look at Nick Mullins and you say, I mean, people, obviously Nick Mullins wasn't as good, wasn't playing as good as Purdy was. Mullins was putting up a lot of yards, but he wasn't doing it efficiently. He'd go down get 80 yards and then he'd throw a pick. But you want to make sure that Purdy's really your guy. You don't want this to be a flip. He, he was drafted at the very end of the draft, and we have yet to really see why he was drafted at the end of that end of that draft. So you're sitting there thinking, you know, is this for real? Is this not for real? Is he going to keep going? So you want to you want to also see the Niners come out and play really well. But this is a game that it's going to be a tough game for the Raiders to win. They really have to do everything right. 
I mean, you look at the injury report too. Denzel Perriman, Chandler Jones out for the year. Two big playmakers for the Raiders. Already not looking good. I mean, their their defense is already bottom of the league. You lose two more key defenders. The Niners are relatively healthy for what they could be. All their guys in the injury report that are significant: CMC, Purdy, Trent Williams, Eric Armstead. They're all they're all healthy. They all practice today. Full full participants. While the Raiders are pretty injury prone, they're you know backup QB losing a lot of guys. Are they kind of laying down? They're still technically in the playoffs, but technically not because I don't think you make the decision to bench your starting quarterback if you believe that you still have a chance at the playoffs. So it's an interesting situation. It's an interesting game. I think the the one thing there's there's two ways they can win. Um, on paper, this is a complete blowout for the 49ers. The Raiders have, as you said, after losing last week to Pittsburgh, they pretty much pulled everybody back, benched Derek Carr, and they're saying, okay, we're done for the year and let's regroup for next year. Max Crosby's the next factor. I know that uh, he's going to go up against Mike McGlinchey. McGlinchey hasn't had a great season. He's been okay, but they're, he's going to want nothing to do with Trent Williams. So he's going to stay on Mike McGlinchey's side. If he can wreak havoc, that's going to be a major issue. And then just turnovers. The 49ers have played such clean football over this winning streak. Early in the season, we talked about turnovers and penalties, and they just haven't had those kind of things. Brock Purdy's second road game, quote-unquote, I'm putting that in, in uh, air quotes if you're uh, listening on the uh, on the podcast. This is going to be a 49ers crowd. I'm sorry that's going to pain you when we're in the building, you and I, George. But it's going to be a 49ers home crowd. Uh, the Raiders fans have kind of abandoned ship, just like the, the uh, team has abandoned ship to the fans. So this is going to be a 49ers home game. It's not going to feel like a road game. But still, I, it's not that I'm not convinced on Brock Purdy. It's just, as you pointed out, the reason why I was the last pick of the draft is he doesn't have all the measurables and the strongest arm and everything, but people cannot measure what he can do. Great, He's got great anticipation. He's got, he, he knows what he's doing. He's got confidence. He's got all those things, the intangibles. So there's a reason why he was picked where he's picked. I'm not saying that he's not going to have a good game. What I'm saying is that teams consistently and constantly defensively are making adjustments. Now, maybe those adjustments are going to be next year or maybe – it's going to be something that Patrick Graham, who I don't expect to be around next year because this defense has been so bad. Maybe Patrick Graham finds something. You know, I don't know. I don't know if they blitz him. If you blitz him, I think Brock Purdy's smart enough. But again, the Raiders have to play the game of their life. It's got to be led by Max Crosby, and the 49ers have to make mistakes and give the game somewhat to them. Maybe not that, like the, the Patriots did when they beat the Patriots, but something like that where the 49ers just make mistakes and, and uh, help the Raiders out. It's got to be a lot of mistakes. I mean, you look at this Raiders team and you say they're really not as bad as they look. You have you have a loss to Arizona. That's overtime. That was a fumble when the Raiders wild. were driving. Yeah. That's a loss they probably shouldn't have had. You look at the next week, a loss to Tennessee. That came down to a two-point conversion after a Moss catch by Matt Collins in the end zone. That came down to one possession. Kansas City blew what was it, a 13- or 18-point lead to Kansas City? You lose by one possession. I believe they tried to go for two, and they didn't get it. That's a one-point loss. You look at New Orleans. They lost 24-zip to New Orleans. That's not a great team. Jacksonville, you lose by seven. Indianapolis, that's just Saturday's only win of the season. And his debut. Was to the Raiders. You look well, at the Rams. Up, you know, the, the constant thing you're talking about here is they were up in those games. They had those games won. Um, it, the difference, I think, with this one is they've they've pretty much said – this is it for us. But that could be a dangerous football team, too, where they just said, what the heck, the guys that are playing, we got nothing to lose. No one expects us to win. So exactly, that's it. All right, man, make the flight. That's all I care about. Make the flight, please. That would be nice. Uh, 4.45 a.m. in po- – we'll do a podcast from the stadium itself. So we'll do a podcast. We want to quickly give you a, a fast preview of this thing. 
49ers Raiders. This should be a blowout by the 49ers, but you never know. You can't count them like that. But we will be at the game. We'll be at Allegiant Stadium. You will not be cheering for the Raiders. You will be a true professional, and you will you will be at the house here at 4.45 a.m. for our departure to Las Vegas. And we'll put all sorts of videos on the YouTube channel. We'll do a podcast that we'll put up on the uh, on the podcast channel as well, Apple, Spotify, any of those kind of places. And that is uh, our conversation with young son, George Lund. It is unleashed on Bay Area Sports Talk. With me, John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco. Uh, give me your thoughts. Can he be a professional? Will he do the job? Even though he's going to come in at 445, he'll, he'll, he, I, I bet he gets to our house, to my house at about 430. He's on college break. He's a student in Arizona State, broadcast student in Arizona State. He'll probably get in about 430. We're leaving at 445, probably enough time for a shower, and we're out of here. And uh, what are your thoughts on a 19-year-old, near 19-year-old broadcast student being professional, showering, Straight-A student, very smart, as you can tell, uh, did his work on the Raiders, uh, took his preview seriously, and so I think he'll be fine. He's going to be a professional. I demand it. We'll see how it goes. And like I said, we'll do more podcasts and YouTube channels, and we'll give you an update how he did. And we're going to post a bunch of stuff, a bunch of videos. We'll have a good time with uh, everything at Allegiant Stadium for the game. That is your preview of the Raiders and the 49ers. Lots of videos, like I said. We'll post a bunch of stuff from Allegiant Stadium. I got pre-half and post-game on the 49ers radio network, 10 a.m. on Sunday. KNBR.com. You can tune into that. If you're going to the game, give me a shout-out. I'll be up in the broadcast booth, plus my son and I will be walking around. He'll be in the Raiders locker room. I'll be in the Niners locker room. And we'll get you a ton of good sound and a bunch of fun stuff from Allegiant Stadium Raiders and 49ers. That is Unleashed Barrier Sports Talk with me, John Lund from KBR Radio in San Francisco. And it's only on the Locked On Podcast Network.